Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. I am so excited for you to meet my guest today, Joy Adler. She's been a leader in holistic health and healing and wellness for over two decades. She opened her private practice, Alternative Healing Arts, in 1993 with a mission to treat the body, the mind, and the soul as one. Joy is also an award-winning singer and songwriter and sound healer and integrates her experience with holistic health into music for healing. Take a listen. It's really nice to see you, Pam. Thanks for all the great work you're doing. Yeah, thank you. I was, yeah, I was reading through the um, amazing group of women that you have working with you and, you know, just the heart and soul that you're putting into it. And it's, it's very inspiring. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, as you know, um, and, and we can get into that, it's a calling, you know. In, in it is a calling. And I uh, said yes to a lot of invitations that came across my path. And yeah. sometimes, you know, a little reluctantly or, or nervously, but, um, but it, it changed the course of my life. And so I'm so glad I did. And, and I'm mm. sure you had those points too, where somebody offered you an invitation to something and you thought, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's inter- yeah. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> we do get pulled where we're meant to be. You know, it's funny. Even sometimes kicking and screaming. <laughs> so it's just so funny how um, we were just talking about, you know, the work that I do and, and we'll get into the work that you do, but how it's a calling and, and sort of said yes to invitations. And I got, I, I had decided that I was going to, um, because I can't meet with people in person, um, one-on-one and do workshops and things like that in person that I had been doing that I have to shift my work. And I had a podcast and still do with a group of seven women. And we sit around and talk about the spiritual life together and they're surprise topics. And so they don't know what we're going to talk about. And I love that because it's spontaneous and I feel very spirit led. And, and so we've had some great conversations, but then I thought, Oh, wow. I interviewed a good friend of mine and um, who does a lot of hospice care. And, and I thought mm. I should probably start to interview interesting people, um, <laughs> great spiritual thought leaders, because I believe that, um, best time to be spiritual if you were ever going to be or if you were curious is now um you know i i think i sent you a message that a friend had sent that i have my friends are extraordinarily stressed out mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a lot of, that's a lot of stress it's a lot of stress and, and maybe we could um just work on connecting to the goodness of gaia and the ground because when we are connected to the earth um you know there is no fear but the earth doesn't feel safe to people right now. So even traditionally stabilized people, you know, are having a challenging time. So we could talk about that and maybe you all connect to Gaia together. And this is the best time, especially in the Northeast of the, of the year to get back into the outdoor life, which is where it, um, if we open to every energy center, we will be restored 
we will, our spirits will be restored and we are open to every one of the elements, water, the fire of the sun, you know, if we're by a body of water, very important for fire types because the only thing that douses our fire is water, right? So when we are in nature and with the elements, and that's something we can talk about, but that's really the A number one. It's really just imagine kind of just, I just want to connect with your larger audience and you. And yeah, just really want to meet the need of your listeners and support them at these very important times in Earth history. Yeah? Hmm. Even that you can feel just in that pause. And we've been given a big pause of late, haven't we? Mm. Yes, and I'm sensing a lot of resistance with that pause. Um, yeah, and, and aggravation and all those fun um, emotions that in the old world, the world pre-COVID, right? Yeah. We could stuff, we could keep busy, we could hold back, we could hold up, we could stay in our brains, we could keep going to not have to feel. So this is a very important time in earth history where people are literally falling back into themselves and sometimes feeling feelings that have been held there and stored in their bodies like a storage locker for decades. Yeah. And we see this on social media, yeah? people rather than staying internal are kind of lashing out and coming forward and you can see the pain and the uh really what's underneath it is a lot of fear of course and that's interesting that you say that because i have witnessed that and i've noticed that my kids have witnessed that. you know my daughter came home and said she's a lifeguard and she said mm. mr so-and-so came to the pool today and just blew up because he didn't he mm -hmm. didn't have the right time slot She's like, he's always been so nice. And I thought, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. 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 And this is why for people that have been on their spiritual journey of, and consciousness journey, um, even though it's like, we can go, gosh, what the heck is happening? We were built for these times. Yes. We're the ones that are kind of like the pillars of light, the foundation to help support and hold the container for these erupting emotions from people that have held them back down in for a very long time in order to be plugged into the machine and keep going mm -hmm. and working at abnormal levels, you know, at the expense of just being in the now. Yeah. And especially, um, you know, I teach people from all over the world. It's so fascinating, Pam, and I know you probably have listeners and from all over the world. And it's really helpful to understand your culture where you come from, your ancestry. But we know that in the United States, we run too fast. You know, we have built a culture whereby, you know, both parents typically have to work. Mm -hmm. You know, we're on this treadmill. And of late, we've been stopped. And it's given people a lot of pause for thought. And then underneath the thought 
suddenly a few months in, we're starting to feel some discomfort. We're starting, I would say, feeling to heal, you know, feel to heal. But the average person doesn't know that. And that's why the world needs us to step into our leadership. Those of us that have been meditators, those of us that have, you know, uh, walked the path of pain to come out the other side. You know, the only way out is through, as Carl Jung would say. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we often say, gosh, why was life so difficult for us early on? Well, healers do not have easy early lives, and that's a very intrinsic part of their training. And we are now seeing why, because we can. We got accustomed to holding immense amounts of pain and suffering, and we are seeing a nation, a world in crisis, and we have to be the stabilizing, nurturing forces to remind people that it's okay to feel to heal. They're not gonna die from feeling their fear. It's okay to ask for support. Yeah, I just would add that um, uh, in another interview that I did, the woman said that in order to grow, you need to be temporarily uncomfortable. And yeah. so I hear what you're saying about this healing. And so it's, would you agree that it's temporary, that people don't want to be in it and we race and run from it, um, but yet there's so much healing in it if we kind of sit in it for a little bit and do the work? I completely agree. And, you know, I always look at it as phyllo dough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's in layers, right? So sometimes, especially I will just say New Yorkers, I'm a New Yorker, um, we will ear to outrage. That's comfortable for us. We're used to that. We tap into that fire all the time to succeed in life. We're ambitious. And yet it's a, it, it's pulling on that to have a sense of power in a, what is really a powerless situation. We're in uncertainty. We're in the unknown. And what you're seeing is people grappling to, to hold on to the old scaffolding to not have to dive deep, do that deep dive within and as your colleague was saying, you know, uh, and it goes back to Carl Jung, the only way out is through. We have to feel our inconvenient feelings. And guess what? When we let go of our anger and our outrage and lashing out, what you're really feeling, it's very much like when we, we have our children and they get to that two and three stage where suddenly their central nervous systems are alive and these emotions, these wild emotions are coursing through them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we hold them with our hearts open and we, we ground there there. Mm -hmm. And we take them out of the evocative and triggering environment. So that also speaks to some steps that we can do for ourselves because we're going to get triggered. Maybe we see something evocative and triggering for us from somebody who was a childhood friend that we didn't know had these thoughts that are completely opposite from ourselves. And, you know, it's like, okay, let me just stop. I feel, you know, my irritation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to log off now and I'm going to go take a nice walk and I'm going to open my heart and remember the good times with this person and, you know, and allow the bridge of the heart, which is really what you were discussing earlier, right? We had to go from point A, which is where we were, which will never be again, yeah, to point B, where we're going, which we really don't know. We have to traverse that bridge of surrender. And it's, the phylo does really, so maybe there's outrage, yeah? Maybe there's, a, and then on its way to really a sense of helplessness. Gosh, I don't know how this is going to go down. How will I feed my family? 
how will we keep this going? You know, helplessness, hopelessness, sadness. And ultimately, Pam, as we know, it's a grieving process. We're never going to have the same lives that we did. And even though for some people, oh, wow, that's a great thing. There's also, oh, and we know that there's our stages of grief and there are human emotions that are so necessary to just feel. When do we give ourselves that space and time in our busy lives to feel, to heal? And absolutely, there will be discomfort. There will be what we call the inconvenient feelings on the way to the center point, which is, well, I'm just sad. I don't know what's going to happen. And um, it's a little bit scary too. But, oh, I've got a roof over my head. I've got food in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Lights are on. You know, got the basics. We're all in this together. And we're okay. Nature is still as it should be. It's Nature is still as it should be. And, and in fact, it's, it's being enhanced by us being unplugged a little bit. And so when we can give ourselves what I call a physical world reality check, do we have a roof over? Has our basic needs met? That's primal. Yeah. And then just give ourselves an all important time out to just give ourselves space to feel what we feel. And instead of lashing out or finding something to distract, we call it addiction, distraction, mm -hmm. deflection. Oh, I'm going to lash out at the lifeguard because my spot, is, whatever that is. It's what if we, and this is what I love, utilized our particular art form. I'm going to journal what I'm feeling today. Oh, it brought up this one. I didn't know at seven when we were going to move into that new neighborhood and, you know, my school was going to change. I'm, gosh, I'm 54 and I'm thinking of that now. It's washing. Oh, look at that. That's still in there. Maybe it's chopping wood. Maybe it's designing something. But the beautiful thing about the time that we're in is it's giving us a balance of having more space and time to get in touch with what we really feel. And we will not die from feeling our grief. And we will not die from feeling the helplessness. And in fact, it's in that place that, you know, we recommend at the Brennan School of Healing um, to, this is a time where we ask for support and ask for what we need because what's underneath it all, Pam, is um, a fear of needs going unmet. So here's what I heard you say that was so valuable is that we need to feel in order to heal ourselves. And what I heard, because I teach spiritual practices and I caught mm -hmm. a practice in there, is that you named several ways that we can do that, that we can apply that are so simple. And it was, you know, just that pause and that breathing that you did when we started, what I thought yeah. was life-giving, um, writing it down, you know, some sort of an art form, um, you know, even if you cook that, that dough you talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are so many healthy outlets. Healthy outlets. And you know what? Um, I'm hearing from people, my gosh, as I let myself just kind of be in this space, suddenly a melody came to me and I haven't played piano for 20 years. Yes. And we realize, particularly in the United States, that many of us have become, myself included, addicted to distraction. We have a million ways from Tuesday to distract ourselves from ourselves. And we are an infinite creative source. I loved that cooking, uh, you know, um, 
metaphor because I can imagine just, just chopping the beautiful colors and thinking about nourishing the family can help you to open your heart and go, wow, I'm not, I'm not helpless. I can make something that feeds and nourishes you know, our bodies, our cells, and have and a I, lovely dinner. And I get to feed my family versus I have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it also speaks to, you know, we're all very fortunate because we can go to an online platform. Uh, isn't that the blessing of technology in the 21st century? Even though we feel like we're going backwards a little bit, we, we have this platform. And um, the other thing is, is that, we're kind of seeing an outreach and also uh, a necessity for outreach, right? Like we're very blessed that we could still do our work, but we may know people that are on, on unemployment and may have families to feed, you know? So this is also for leaders like ourselves, a time where we allow spirit, we allow guidance, that fire of desire to propel us in the way in which we are called to service, you know? I remember um, when uh, COVID first happened, most of our people are self-employed. They're uh, you know, therapists in private practice, healers in private practice, massage therapists, physical therapists, and they were not getting their unemployment. Uh, it took two and a half months, and the, the website broke down, et cetera, and I felt such outrage pain for my peeps. I felt such anger and I know that if I can ground that anger into Gaia, she sends it back as purified, transformed power. And it was then that I knew what my cause was. I was writing Governor Cuomo. I was sending New York Times articles about it to 60 Minutes. We need to sound the alarm. Our people are not getting fed. They're not getting the money into a system that that paid into. Then I was trying to work uh, with people that work in the food banks as an interface and doing an outreach to some of our people that have a lot of children, you know, or mouths to feed that were suffering and said, let's get them what they need. So, you know, it's times like this where it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. But it sounds like you redirected that energy towards a positive right. to, act, to act. Right. That's what this time is about. Yeah. What are we feeling? It's okay to be upset. Feel your righteous indignation, you know? Um, and in what, if we were going to ground that, how could we channel it into a way to do a community outreach in a way that moves us? Um, Our school right now, the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, is trying to make a difference globally. Um, by calling upon leaders that are graduates and experts in the field of, um, you know, civil rights. And we've done a six week series on uh, black lives matter um, called healing the racial divide to try and bring understanding historically to what has happened and how we can as healers, as people that are growth oriented, try and bring consciousness, light care, to this phenomenon and you know bring some resolution there which is you know a uh, very um important and and you know really scary work sometimes there's a lot of inconvenient feelings there's a lot of opinions and i love people and institutions that are willing to tackle and willing to you know address head-on and create 
series like you do yourselves with Talking Joy, you know, on your podcast, you know, places for evolution, places for people to speak and create that uh, reach out through education. Yeah. You know, the leaders are rising amongst us, you know, and so I just love when people are making a difference and tackling difficult things. And I know that um, in your podcasting, you often have people that are like so scared and gosh, I don't know what to do. And I just love that you keep looking for people that can speak to that. When we have family, of course, we become the mama bears and the papa bears. Well, you know what I heard? It's so funny you said that. Is that that's what came into my head when you were talking a minute ago about these healers and people that, you know, were losing their work. And you were talking and you were using your hands about your energy coming up. And I thought, oh, the mama bear is coming. Mm -hmm. These are your people and this is who you care for. But then you took that energy and instead of being angry, you shifted it into movement, into a cause, into action. Um, and yes. And you know, this is what we're learning too wonderfully uh, in our healing and racial divide series. You know, uh, the black leaders are saying first there's consciousness, recognizing where something lives in you. And then there is a call to action. Something needs to happen. It'll be personal for each individual. But we could look at that as a larger scale. And what I'm just saying, I really felt Mike was then. You know, I felt blessed that I could work, that I could be teaching on Zoom, but my people were suffering. Mm. What can I do to make a difference? And so we're all being called to that. And you know what? When you um, reach deep inside of yourself and ignite that fire of desire from out of anger and outrage into purpose, mm. right? Organized effort and a cause greater than yourself, you get so much back than you ever gave. Greater than yourself. And that's the shift. That's, that's the shift. That's the shift that I'm always, you know, leaning towards and guiding people to is this mm -hmm. shift. Um, you know, it's funny, years ago I had, uh, I had a client, um, maybe even back when I was in school and it was like under supervision or something, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And I had this lady coming to see me and, and she had retired from her job and she was trying to connect spiritually to, you know, her higher power, which was God and um, mm -hmm. her. And we were working on that and she kept, she was frustrated and she would come in with all these journals and, and I was seeing this theme of music. Mm. And I kept saying, you know, to her, I think that you're connecting through music. And she kept mm. saying, I don't think so. And she wasn't, she, you know, she wasn't ready for it yet. And every time she came, I would offer that. And then. <laughs> and you're very, you're very brave when people are in resistance. <laughs> we have to be patient with them because yeah, I do. see it, but then yeah. she, she yeah. had to evolve into that knowing. Lovely. I, she sent me an email and she said, you're not going to believe it, Pam. She said, <laughs> she said, I was listening to this music this morning and it just lifted me. And she said, yeah. I connect to God through music. Uh, and I was like, bingo, there it is, you know, a year mm -hmm. later. Um, mm -hmm. and it became a big part of her practice. Um, one of the things that drew me to you um, was this idea of healing through music. And so mm -hmm. we even came on today and I'm going to, I listened to your music to sort of mm. you know, get ready for our time together. And it, it almost made me weep because there's something that resonates for me with mm -hmm 
with music, healing music like that, mm -hmm. um, just touches something within. Um, and so we talked a little bit about how cooking or journaling and walking and being in nature and all those things can be healing. But, um, you know, you're, you're this beautiful musician. And I, I was just hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Like, how did you get into it? And how does it mm. on your body when you're sending that? that mm. out to others and mm. oh my gosh that could be oh, a whole series you know honestly um i went to the barbara brennan school of healing because i had been really helped through some trauma of being a singer and an artist i had a great dream i was a rock singer Okay. and i had a great dream you know to have this group etc and what i discovered early on was um and, and many artists and many people discover this early on that we get preyed upon by predators who exploit innocent artists and when that occurred for me um i really experienced soul loss i really understood the basis of trauma because i said well i can't sing because bad things will happen to me so if I'm not a singer, who am I? I literally felt like I got stripped and I was lost. So I started seeing therapists and healers and I was so helped by this. I said, gosh, I wanna do this. Coupled with the fact that my mother was a healer. And so I knew healing worked, Pam, but I have a scientific mind and I kinda need to know why it works. So in 1993, when I realized, wow, I want to learn more about counseling, have a communications degree, I know that I could probably help people through that. And um, I wanna learn as much as I can about energy. I saw how my mother's love healed others, but I need to know why and how. And I found the book Hands of Light by Dr. Barbara Ann Brennan. And oh my goodness, I opened up the book and I realized she had a four year school. And I just knew I had to go. She's now, scientific. She has that science. She, she's, she was a former NASA physicist. Yes. And God bless her. She knew that the only way that our science of healing would be accepted is if there was intense research. So she spent the rest of her career post-NASA mm -hmm. right, recording the human energy field, which now we know. And it's just very much, you know. But we have in large part um, her to, in this modern time, thank for that. And she wrote the pivotal book, Hands of Light, which is still considered the quintessential textbook for healers. Then she did her follow-up book, Light Emerging. So I find a school. I knew, you know how you feel a cool? Yes. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to go to the school. And I didn't go there to sing again. Oh, no, I went there. I wanted to be the best healer that I could be. Um, and as I was going into my third year and fourth year, I decided I was going to do a documentary on reclaiming the self through one's creative nature, because I realized through the program that as we heal ourselves, our original creative impulse comes from out of where it was blocked and from out of the trauma places. And then what do we do with all that healed light and energy we create? And as I was, um, you know, interviewing people and doing the documentary, suddenly this melody came to me. And suddenly the song, The Chrysalis, which is all about creating the angels working through us, came out. And so in the final analysis, I went to that school to be a healer, but 
the school is set up in a very comprehensive way where it's heal or heal myself. So in the end, here I am doing a documentary for people to try and show them, hey, your art can heal you if you let it, if you create an external something from your internal journey. And as I was completing it in the editing process, a melody came to me. And I always wondered, how could music heal? You know, I just couldn't put the two together. And then I scored that song that went with the, um, you know, documentary on reclaiming the self through one's creative nature. And suddenly I had integrated my work. And for me, Pam, it's very simple. I don't have any ambition. I, I had lost that. That drive went as I healed the trauma. All I want to do is when I go on stage is align my intention that all the healing skills that I've learned that I can open my heart and bear my soul. And if I can do that, then I pray that the angels will come through and transmit energy that will be healing for the audience in whatever way they are open to receive it. I, you know? I, let me just pause you there for a second because, wow. So he, here's what I'm hearing happened. You went from the headspace, right, from the ego to living from the heart space, from your center, from your being. And so your, your gift to the world through this healing comes from the place deep inside of you, the authentic you, that you're bringing forth that beauty from a place of just use me, use me, here it is. Yeah. Um, and, and very often, like, people say, geez, why do you wear these flowy? Because... I feel like when I go into that place, I transcend the physical and I feel like I'm suddenly like an eagle. My arms are, are, are wings and that's, yeah, that's when I know that spirit's coming through. And the song that I sent you, the video, There's Light, was written in just a few minutes right before I did a commu my Community Heart Share album, which for your listeners is really helpful if you're going through a tough time. I created the album through a series of live events with great spiritual leaders, including Patricia White Buffalo, um, wonderful shamanic teacher who does a 20 minute um, soul retrieval and ancestral healing on the CD, which is so profound and transformative. But I have my band, The Souls of Evolution on it. Lots of great poetry, you know, really just bringing together the best of the best. And it took me, um, I believe nine years to edit it down <laughs> to create the album. The song There's Light happened, I was on my way to the concert series. And when I walked out, I was living with my mom and taking care of her the last 18 months of her life, you know, as many of us do with elder care. And my mom was on oxygen. And all of a sudden I see her cord <laughs> out the door and I'm following the cord, where the heck is she? And I opened the door almost like I was her mother and she was my daughter. And where she was, she had taken the mask off and she was smoking a cigarette pen. And I was like, what are you doing? You're going to blow yourself up. Yeah. And so there's that moment of, and, and she looked like a little kid that was caught, you know, so what? So this is what I do. So we had a funny moment. I said, I'm going to that concert and I'm telling on you, I'm telling people. <laughs> but when I went into the sound check, the truth is I, I dropped beneath the surprise, the shock, the, to the reality and the grief that even though as much as I wanted my mother to, to heal and live, her intention was aligned differently. She did not want to be here. 
and I had to accept that. And that's where the song There's Light came from. And I just brought it right to my group and I said, listen, I just wrote this. It's a very simple song. Even in the darkest night, there's light. Even when hope feels out of sight, you know. And I just have the audience sing it over and over. So when you hear it, that's a live recording. First time the band had ever played it, which is so why it's so magic to me. Authentic. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, look at, I, I am hurting. She is going to die. And I have to accept that that's really what she wants. Yeah. And, and there's light. It's a universal theme. We are all grieving, aren't we? We're all having tough times. And so the, the energy of it is to try and uplift one's hurting heart when you're in a dark place and to remember that this too shall pass. Enjoy that. You said that you can, can you repeat this? You said you dropped into a place. So you wanted to sort of rat your mother out or, t or tell that part of the story. And you said, instead, you dropped into this place. Um, and isn't that what we were inviting at the beginning of our yes. conversation? Yeah. People to drop into that place. Right. You know why it's so important to just, it's just a simple drop. And you know what's lovely? Pam, it might just be a two-minute cry. It just might be three minutes of feeling sad, and then it clears. We may have been holding on to something. I, I always see my clients coming to me in a frozen state of grief somewhere, right? And here's the thing about emotion that's so important to remember, and especially what we call so cool negative emotions. You know, ones that aren't so pretty to feel and so fun to feel, we're not going to die from feeling them. And in fact, we will be emancipated. Our spirits will fly free and hope will come out of that place. It's almost like uh, the bird of uh, the dove of peace or the Holy spirit, you know, and then we have more creative energy every time we dip in. And, and the thing that we have to remember is that the pain will last only as long as we deny it. So if we stuff it, and we don't want to feel it. Can you understand why in our society there are so many incidences of, right, diagnoses of depression, anxiety? Of course, depression, anxiety, depressed down feelings. What if it just took 10 minutes to feel your feelings? I always say to my clients, you know, so when this happened on Tuesday at work, we're now on Friday, May I just ask, you know, when did you take some time and space to feel it? Can we just stop? Where do you feel that in your body, may I ask? We take a breath and suddenly they drop out of their head as you named. And it's like, and then suddenly it's like a puff of energy that just clears. So the trip is we're doing our best to not feel what we don't want to feel, but we've the thing that we're protecting ourselves, which we use our defenses to protect ourselves from feeling already happened. And that means we're keeping ourselves prisoner with those feelings and we have to depress them down. It takes a mighty amount of our life energy to depress what we don't want to feel when it already happened and we've already felt it. It sounds like just becoming aware of it. And um, some of the ways that we sort of press that down is that the person who had that experience at work may have told 20 people the story for validation. Can you believe that that happened? And, da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. and then they, it, it's like this, you know, this, this right. level of energy instead of doing what you said. And wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About where, right. where did that land in my body? 
Right. Where am I carrying that? Right. Because when we stay in the story and the narrative, and then we have friends, like we all have friends, right, that we can call that will collude with us, which is great. <laughs> we need that. That's a stage of healing. I need to rail for a moment, you know? And then there's the, oh, what's the truth? Where, where do I feel, you know, that argument that I have with my boss? Oh, my heart. Oh. Or it's really, it's really helpful to make that body mind connection or emotion connection. Oh, it's my neck. Oh, my boss is pain in my neck. That's what my neck is. No wonder I'm having headaches. Hallelujah. I finally felt it. And here's the thing that's so cool when it comes to healing work and what we teach at the Brennan School. Um, the number one release of chronic body pain and tension, I don't know if you realize this, is emotional release. Mm -hmm. As simple as... Yeah. I will say, look, it, I'm a busy person too. You know, I'm, you know, working in New York City, working, you know, two different, working for different schools, very busy, pulled on professional. But what I would always do, Pam, as an example, is, you know, a lot of people have a fear that, oh my gosh, if I give way, if I allow myself to feel, I'm never going to get out of this hole. This is where I say, use your rigidity, use your time management, give yourself from two to three. For me, I would um, fill a bath on Sundays, my day off, you know, and I'd say, okay, I'm from two to three, I'm just going to immerse myself in water because water is emotion. And I would just relax my back, my will, mm -hmm. get out of my head. I'd put my hands on my heart and I would say, okay, how do I feel about everything that happened this week? And I would just let the emotions, because they're like ocean waves, right? They crest up over and then they rush back down again. And then there's a moment where there's a still point, And that is the gateway for our inner peace. Now we're not going to feel inner peace until we feel to heal, but we have to give ourselves space and time. And as we circle back and begin this conversation, COVID-19 has allowed us the grace of space and time to feel, to heal. So we can hit resets. People are making different decisions for their lives because they finally had time to consider it. Yeah. Or something was shut down that they had counted on where they were forced to make and go, wow, this is actually a better path for me. Yes. Redirecting. You know, I, I have found that in my own life. Um, I had a client once say to me that she was afraid if she felt that she would never get out of bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say over and over again is this, this temporary you know, discomfort or this you know, you know, checking in and, 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 and then finding that still place. And where, how do you feel when you're in that still place? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I have a beautiful visual of the tub and the water and, 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 and that, and that's, that's what we're all searching for. Would you say? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and we've got in our busy modern society addicted to distraction, busy, busy, busy. Oh, I mean, what I deal with, cause I work, I work mainly uh, in professional supervision with professionals in the field like yourself. So it's like, oh, okay, so when have you given yourself time and space to feel this? They're so busy taking care of others. Parents in the season of life, especially as they get in their 40s and 50s, not only are they taking care of the kids, they're taking care of parents. They're taking care of family members, busy times. When do we stop to give ourselves that time for our emotional body to the degree that we feed our heads right? Yep. To our physical, we can use our physical bodies to give ourselves that time and space in nature, walking, yep. water, 
you know. So what we do is we talk about, just to bring it all together, if you could see life as the ancient medicine wheel, and there's four quadrants, and in every 24 hours, or let's say a seven-day period, we need equal time and attention given to each one of those quadrants. So when you think of the medicine wheel, yeah, and we think of it broken into those four quadrants, physical, emotional, mental, and then there's spiritual. Or for people that don't, uh, spiritual doesn't resonate with them. When do you give yourself space and time? You know, to connect into a force that's greater than yourself. So if we look at that medicine wheel as a helpful ancient practice to say, gosh, I'm not feeling so great today. Hmm, let me look and see which quadrant was out of balance. Oh, I got super busy. I got up into my head. I ended up going through a drive-through, eating food that wasn't so great. My physical body's feeling kind of icky. And, you know, so we need only look at the four quadrants to see where we've got out of balance. And then therefore, we can set our intention to hit the reset for the following 24 hours. And again, it goes back to that self-awareness. And I would even suggest for listeners, um, and I could probably, if you have a picture of this quadrant or, you know, I could. Can see it right, you know, you can um, actually Google that, the medicine wheel. Yep, you'll find that uh, on um, Google, it's wonderful. It's ancient and it's simple. It's very easy to track where you got out. So I feel like, I would probably put that on, you know, my bedroom closet door or fantastic some, somewhere near my coffee pot. Right. Or, you know, I always say to people, layer on to things that you're already doing because people sort of, um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to add on new practices that seem big. You know, if you've never meditated and I told you to meditate for half an hour, you would fail. But if I said, oh, when you're having your coffee, if you could just look at this quadrant, take a deep breath yeah. check in with yourself and then and then as you as you get comfortable doing that you can build on it and add layers um, upon it if, if it resonates with you yeah and, and it, you strengthen the muscle you're like oh look at that i didn't die from feeling a sadness of my neighbor moving who's been beside me for 20 years things are changing so fast and i do want to say before our time runs out you know i love that idea people can look on the um uh, Web's uh, Google for that. I just also wanted to point to the BarbaraBrennan.com website. Um, we have schools in Paris, Turkey, New Jersey. I have a new school starting in New Jersey for people that uh, want to stay close to home. We've got one in California, and we have our biggest school in Florida, which I teach the um, advanced studies program. That's people that have graduated the four years or in the final two years to become facilitators, group process leaders, et cetera, supervisors. But anyway, what are we talking about? Whether it's coaching or healing, it's balance. And we do have two upcoming workshops for anybody that wants to learn online. We're doing it in just two and a half hour blocks. So there's not a lot of screen time. And we have those coming up. Um, I have the hands of light teaching, which helps people. And this is really important now maximize their immune system and you'll learn skills from the first year of the Barbara Brennan school healing for grounding and balance. And that's going to be on August 7th, 8th and 9th. Um, And you can go to my website, joyadler.com on classes. And then we have a follow-up to that with teachings about, and I will give a survey to people about how they're really taking care of themselves on all these levels for a light emerging workshop 
which is August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So you don't have to go to the four-year program to gain benefit from learning how to balance yourself out and have optimal health and optimal fulfillment in your life. And so I would say just in closing, um, I will have links to all of these things. Um, I will have that wheel on my website, you know, links to, to all of your upcoming events. So if people are curious, yeah. now's the time we have room, we have time, mm-hmm. we have before um, to really look into these things and to mm-hmm. hopefully walk away after hearing this talk today that it's not as scary as it seems and that there's healing to be done. And that in order for us to move forward into the future, stronger, brighter, happier human beings, that we need to sort of do this interior work. Mm-hmm. And that there's ease that, that, that develops after we've, we've sort of come through, as you said, Carl Jung, Jung said. Yeah. Side. Um, oh, you put it together. It's so eloquent. Thank you, Pam. And yeah, and also joyadlermusic.com. I have lots of free downloads on there i want my i have forever free downloads of there's light Mm -hmm. um you know and meditations that can help people um all of our music is streamed on reverbnation.com you can just stream all of our songs at a glance songs for healing and i wish you and all your listeners well i'm here and I'm just so proud of what you guys are doing in, in the magic that you're creating and the education that you're supporting people with. We will get through this together. Mm-hmm. Let's ground and breathe and just open to the wonder and the magic that awaits us on the other side. And we'll just have to surrender our old way of being as we cross that bridge to get to the, the new way. And we're in this together. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Blessings of gratitude. And thank you for your openness and willingness to say yes to come on the (laughs) podcast. I just love what you do. And I wanted to be there. I felt drawn. See, we feel drawn to where we're meant to be. Thank you, everyone. More information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.